it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. Hello. This time our podcast is dedicated to the 16, 15, 16 or so, who download and listen in Australia. G'day, mate. Okay, I'm I'm not going to... No. No. This is the week of December 5th to 9th. It was a very, very, very busy week in the past. In Beatles land, most importantly, this is the week that John Lennon was murdered in 1980. And there was hell to pay in 1969. The Stones headlined the Altamont Festival. And Neil Diamond is best to get your rocks off. This week in music history. A week in less than 10 minutes. We'll start in 1965 when the Beatles played their last ever show in their hometown of Liverpool. 5,000 tickets available, 40,000 people looking for them. It was crazy. Paul again about the American tour. It was pretty rough. We've had so much success we don't care if it fades tomorrow. We've reached the point where we don't have worries anymore. That's the point most people want to reach. Not this lot. The point they want to reach is a beetle, and if they did, the Beatles would have worries. In 1968, the Rolling Stones gave us their new album, Beggar's Banquet. Big, massive party to celebrate in London. Uh, one of the journos remembers being there and a food fight breaking out, as it does. Dodging these pies flying about over the top and hitting everybody in the head. And I looked behind me and suddenly I saw Brian Jones' grinning face come down from the table and he had this huge pie in his hand and he was bringing it back to let me have it, right, under the table. And just as he did it, somebody, I don't know who it was because I couldn't see above me, got him. And this pie splattered into his face and he went backwards. But I was, I just missed being pied by Brian Jones at that, that so particular thing. But it was great fun, you know, it was terrific. Nobody had ever done that before at a press launch. That was another thing, you know. In 1966, this week, the Beatles were busy getting Christmassy. They recorded their Christmas and New Year's greetings for the radio stations Radio Caroline and Radio London. Of course, these were stations that broadcast from ships anchored off the British coastline. This is Ringo Starr, and I'd just like to say Merry Christmas and a really Happy New Year to all listeners. This is John Lennon saying on behalf of the Beatles, have a very happy Christmas and a good New Year. This is Paul McCartney here. I'd just like to wish you everything you wish yourselves for Christmas. George Harrison speaking. I'd like to take this opportunity of wishing a very Merry Christmas listeners everywhere. And a Happy Christmas to you too. Absolute disaster in 1969. The Rolling Stones were playing the Free Festival at Altamont in California. Jefferson Aeroplane were playing. The Santana lads were playing. Crosby, Stills and Nash. But, oh my goodness... Hell's Angels were used as security and it was not cool. In fact, there was a killing. We're splitting, man, if those cats don't stop beating everybody up inside. I want them out of the way, man. I don't like you. You've got a gun out here and he's shooting at the thing. Hey, people. Hey, people. Come on, let's be cool. People, please. There's no reason to hassle anybody. Please don't commit it. Hey, 
At Altamont, another man drowned, two men were killed in a hit-and-run accident and two babies were born. Pure circle of life. In 1988, this week, we lost and said goodbye to Roy Orbison. He died of a heart attack. He was only 52. He always looked older, didn't he? He had a heart attack at his home in Nashville, Tennessee, and died in hospital shortly afterwards. He became one of the biggest stars of the 60s, and only recently was in the charts again with Bob Dylan and George Harrison, the travelling Wilburys. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1967 this week, Otis Redding went into the studio to record Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. The song now went on to be his biggest hit, but... Otis Redding never saw it come out. He was killed three days later after recording it in a plane crash. And you know that whistling at the end? Well, the whole idea was he would come back in and finish the song and putting in lyrics where the whistling was. We never got to hear what those lyrics were, but we did live with the whistling. Jesus, this is a depressing week. In 1977, the inventor Dr. Peter Carl Goldmark was killed in a car crash. He was 71. What was he responsible for? Well, he invented the long playing album. LPs down to this guy. Here's the science. The lathe cuts the lead-in groove and the music begins. The sapphire-tipped cutter etches the sound into the surface of the disc. From start to finish, the recording will be one continuous groove. Ah, here. 1980, John Lennon is shot five times by a crazy man outside his building in New York. Here's how the news was broke to America during a football game with commentator Howie Cosell responsible. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game. No matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City. The most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles. Shot twice in the back. Rushed to Roosevelt Hospital. Dead on arrival. Hard to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty found we had to take. Frank. Indeed it is. Meanwhile in the UK on the BBC... John Lennon is dead. Shot several times by a young American as he was going into his home in New York. The former Beatle, who was 40, was returning home from a recording studio with his wife, Yoko Ono, when he was murdered. And of course, the press were out doorstepping whoever they could, especially Paul McCartney. This is terrible news. When did you, how did you find out about it? I got a phone call this morning. From whom? Uh, from a friend of mine. Are you planning to go before the funeral? I don't know yet. Do you know, do you, have you discussed uh, the death yeah. with any of the other Beatles? No. Uh, do you do you plan to? Probably, yeah. What were you recording today? Um, I was just listening to some stuff, you know, I just didn't want to sit at home. Why? Well, I didn't feel like it. What time did you hear the news? This morning sometime. Very early? Yeah. Go on now, yeah? Drag, isn't it? Okay, cheers. 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 Somewhat happier news. He may have disagreed, but in 2016, Mick Jagger became a dad again at the age of 73. 
He was already a great-grandfather. His ballet dancer girlfriend, Melanie Hamrick, has given birth to a son in New York. Jagger already has seven children with previous partners. He also has five grandchildren and became a great-grandfather in 2014. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1967 this week, The Doors appeared in New Haven, Connecticut. This was one of those infamous Doors gig. Well, why? Because Jim Morrison was backstage smooching a fan and a policeman came in and maced him, sprayed mace in his face. And on stage, Jim Morrison decided to tell the story of what had happened. Then there was a riot. Doors keyboard player Ray Manzarek tells the story. This from later days, of course. He said, let me tell you what just happened to me downstairs. And, you know, he tells the whole story about being maced. And their, their motto is protect and serve. And one by one, they start to turn. And then Morrison saying, a little blue man in a little blue hat, a little blue pig. Oh, that got him, man. Boom, out comes Captain Kelly and says, stop the show, stop everything. You're under arrest, young man. You've gone too far. And they pulled him away, arrested right on stage. And finally, we'll end on a shag. In 1988, there was a poll released that the music of Neil Diamond was the best background music for sex. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Rocks, anyone? Okay. And that is a look at this week in music history from December 5th to 9th. Thank you for listening. My name is Marty Miller. Have a great week. This Week in Music History, the podcast.